welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy came home. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, once again, the incomparable Mr. Jerry Springer. Oh, thank you. No, it's comparable. You, it's got to be comparable to something. <laughs> There's, something's got to be comparable. We don't want hey, to uh, this, though. Yeah. yeah. We're doing something a little different tonight. Um, you know, we're pretty transparent here. We, we tend to do, uh, a rhythm tends to be do a couple episodes. So the second one we'll do in an evening. And Facebook Live watchers know that that's what we do. Uh, and then that second one is out a week ahead of us. And then we're back, you know, next uh, week after that to do two more we decided to hold the one that we had for release today or tomorrow we usually release about midweek and instead uh, do a new one uh, a single one tonight because uh, we're in the middle of history i swear this is history so we're going to kind of you know tear down the walls of our own production concept and we're skipping the music we're skipping any kind of joking around and we're going to talk about what is happening as we speak. So let me set this up because people are going to hear this mostly in the archive. So what am I talking about? Well, today is uh, January 13th. And on this day, history was definitely made. Donald Trump became the only president in history to be impeached twice. Uh, in this case, it was done by the same Congress. And it was a bipartisan impeachment. It was a vote of 232 to 197. Ten Republicans joined all the Democrats in impeaching him for, and this is a paraphrase, uh, inciting an insurgency. And just saying those words stunned me, coming out of my own mouth, like a president inciting an insurgency. We don't know. We all know what that's about. We talked about this last week, last Wednesday. Uh, hundreds, who knows how many, but a lot of people poured into the Capitol and did a lot of crazy ass things that are going to put a lot of people in prison for a long time because we have to count on our FBI and other agencies to track down these people who were so utterly stupid and consumed by their own egos that they're shooting video of themselves, shooting selfies. Police officers are now being fired for Capitol Police for having done that. And I have to assume and hope most of the Capitol Police were brave men and women. And we saw a lot of that in video, on video, where they were uh, literally, for all we know, saving the lives of staffers as well as senators and congressmen and congresswomen. So as we speak, those articles, and Jerry, I'm going to ask you to jump in like right now, but I know we had the vote. Now I think we're about to have the vote to send the articles over to the Senate. Am I, am I right about that? Because I yes. jumped in. Yeah, on the call. It, it is now. It's passed the House, and uh, Nancy Pelosi signed it, uh, you know, on camera for the whole nation to see. And uh, now she walks it over to the Senate, and McConnell... Uh, Still, at least for the next week, a majority leader of the Senate, he accepts it. And then uh, the trial will start uh, 
after next week, in other words, after at some point after Biden uh, takes over as president. So it's it's obviously it's it's staggering. Uh, it's staggering because this time, first of all, he's the first president ever to be impeached twice. So all that does is put the stamp of officialdom on on saying that he is the worst president in American history. We might also add to that after watching him last week, he's also the worst human being ever to be president, you know, because you could be a very nice human being, but not a very good president. He's just horrible, horrible on both sides, the humanity as well as uh, his presidency. And what he's this time, it was for inciting insurrection. There is no higher crime against the United States of America than insurrection. That he has he is responsible for more Americans' deaths by hundreds. No, what am I saying? Hundreds by thousands more than Osama bin Laden. So this is not oh another political act. And yes, he'd be he's out of office in seven days anyway. We get that. We get that. But the impeachment was critical. The Congress, the United States government, has to make a statement for the future that anybody that tries this is going to pay the ultimate penalty, is going to face prison. Anybody that tries this, no one is above the law. You, This is an attack on the United States of America. I remember the very one of the very first podcasts we did after Trump got elected, and we talked about America has been attacked before, but never from within. And we were criticized, or at least I was criticized at points. That's hyperbole. What are you talking about? He's not going to be that bad. Wrong. We were a hundred percent right for the last four years. I'll say it again. right. And there's no pride in that. There's absolute anger that so many Americans lie to themselves and believe that, oh, we didn't see this coming. We didn't know he would act like this. It was right in front of our faces every single day of his presidency. And so now it finally happens. So now we're going to get the trot. I now believe Go ahead with the trial. That's great. But I believe the trial is now irrelevant. Why is the trial trial irrelevant? Why do I say that? Well, on the practical side, obviously, he's not president. I mean, after next week, he's not president anymore. So removing him from office is irrelevant in terms of whether he's found guilty or they don't have the two thirds to do it. So he's out of office anyway. So that's one reason that you could say it's irrelevant. This second reason is it's pretty irrelevant is because he's finished. The second part of any uh, conviction of impeachment is you may never again run for office. And certainly it would be nice to get that done. And if the Senate votes for uh, to convict him, he won't ever again be able to hold public office. Great. But it's nice to have that written down. But he's done anyway. He's toast. He's finished. He's destroyed. 
no one, once he's out of office and doesn't have the power of the office and the threat of what he could do to you, who's, who's going to elect him? You think the Republican Party, all these Republican politicians want to be running in their own races with now him around his back? When for the next two, the next time he shows his face, this is going to be the issue. Are you with Trump? Were you with him that day? Did you support the lies of the that the uh, election was stolen? All of that. You think they want that? He's toxic. He is toxic. And not only is he toxic politically, he is now finished financially in the business world. What? First of all, we're already seeing as we record this. 75 major corporations have already said no more support of Trump, no more financial support, no more su financial support of his PACs. He's persona non grata. Think of it. What You think Procter & Gamble, for example, a nice, clean business, very concerned about its image. You think they want to partner up or invest with Trump? What bank, even Deutsche Bank said, they're doing away with his accounts. They want nothing to do with Trump anymore. No one's going to want to do that. Because first of all, Trump doesn't have anything to offer them. It's not like, well, we'll take some heat, but we want to be with Trump. Who's going to want to have a business in his buildings and have protesters out there every day? He's finished. His kids are finished. The Trump brand, you might as well have, instead of the Trump Tower, the Osama bin Laden Tower. Put that on the building. And you'd say, well, <clears throat> no one's going to do that. Well, congratulations. No one's going to do that with Trump anyway. So if you're thinking that you want that conviction in the Senate because then you'll really be punished or you'll be protected. Yeah. No. Trump is history. The only remaining effect, which is an issue we can deal with and we will be deal dealing with for the next two years, are the people, some of them, Republicans, that gave cover to him. I'm not even talking about the wackos and the fanatics and the absolute criminals that charged the uh, Capitol and murdered that, uh, the, uh, the uh, Capitol policeman. I'm just regular Republicans who for four years have been making excuses for him who still the Republican congressmen and senators that had the nerve after, after the assault on the Capitol, they go back out on the floor after they were ducking under their chairs for two hours, worried that they were going to be killed. They go back out on the floor and repeat the lie that really Trump won by a landslide. That that's aiding and abetting. That's this insurrection. That's the inciting the insurrection because that gets these people going. And you know it. You know the only reason, if you're a Republican congressman, you know the only reason you said that was because it would appeal to your base. You were going to continue to promote that lie for your own political purposes, even though that you are lying. You are lying. You are violating your oath. You have conspired to help and aid and abet 
a criminal act by the president of the United States. It's disgusting. That's the only issue left. The trial, let it be what it is. But the Republican Party has to get the cancer out of its party. It has to rid itself of Trump. Let me ask you a question, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, I, I happen to agree with all that you're saying about the shrunken Trump, the, right. his brand is destroyed, etc. I would even throw his kids in there, too. I think he hurt uh, Eric and Don Jr. and Ivanka on top of it all. But yeah. So you and I know and Megan knows we all know how uh primary elections work. So I'm now scoping out three years from now, because that's about where it really kicks into gear. Two and a half to three years from now, people start angling to be the nominee to oppose Joe Biden for president. And we could, it's not worth doing right now, but we could rattle off five to 15 names at least, the Nikki Haley and Cruz, etc., Pence, and rattle off, get fill up a whiteboard with the names of the people who want to buy, because they're all just driven by ambition and, and, and principle and philosophy. Now, I'll give them credit for all that. That's what Biden's driven by. Leadership, right? And that's all beauties in the eye of the beholder. I get it. But when those, when that, and it's going to be a crowded field. We know it's going to be a crowded field. Yep. So if 10 people, 15 people are running and Donald Trump doesn't get convicted in the Senate with an add on saying he can never serve in public office again. So let's assume that doesn't happen. I'm rolling with your thesis because I've been thinking the same thing. That Man, just get this impeachment because now it's in the history book. People may not know this, but impeachment, Bill Clinton was impeached. That's in the history books. He hates that, that he was impeached. He hates it. Yeah. Now, was he convicted? No, he was not convicted. Not even close, but he hates it. Doesn't go away. So Trump is now double impeached. So, but if he's not convicted and he can run and they can say he's a pariah and Mitch McConnell can could, you know, let's say there is a trial, he could vote for conviction, but they can't get the other, you know, 13, 14 senators needed to get to a supermajority. And that primary happens. Donald Trump can walk into a primary, whether you, I, Megan, Mitch McConnell, Ted Cruz, whether we care or not, and he'll bring in pocket of people that'll be huge compared to anybody else. Why? It's simple mathematics. Because it's a field race. All he has to do is get the most votes in every state till he gets to the nomination number. I think he's still potentially okay. unstoppable to be the nominee. I'm not okay. talking about the general. Okay. Yeah, he would clearly lose the general. But anyway, uh, I mean, because he'll never be stronger than he was in this last election where he had yeah. the people that loved him, you know, the core. And then he had the power of the presidency and he still lost by 7 million votes. So, no, he's never going to win again. But I have an answer to your point. And, and I, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I keep <clears throat> coughing. I'm, I've been tested. I'm fine. <laughs> OK. I asked the con I, I refer the congregation to the United States Constitution. Yeah. 
the 14th Amendment, Section 3. What I'm about to read and the point that it will make is, even if he is not convicted in the Senate trial, the Congress, by a mere majority vote, which we now admit is easy to get with the Democrats in control of both houses, with a mere majority vote, he can be prohibited from serving in public office. Let me explain. Amendment 14, Section 3. No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States, as Trump did, right, when he was sworn in, or as a member of any state legislator or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support, taking an oath to support the Constitution of the United States. No person shall take any of those offices if they shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the government or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. Therefore, here's how it happens. Let's say the Senate doesn't convict. Yep. Nancy Pelosi will, or some member of Congress will uh, put in a motion, uh, a bill that uh, under uh, uh, the 14th Amendment, Section 3, by virtue of that, and by virtue of the fact that he was impeached Specifically, that's why those words were used, inciting insurrection. They will pass a bill saying that uh, Donald J. Trump may not serve in any public office in the United States by virtue of the fact that he uh, incited an insurrection. And the evidence of that will be the impeachment and also all the videos of it all. So now that is passed as a bill, just passed. Now, let's say Trump decides he wants to run. The first day he files in any state, a lawsuit will be brought. You know, maybe the Democrats will bring the lawsuit. Maybe just some citizen. You bring the lawsuit. As an American citizen, under the Constitution, you bring a lawsuit saying that Donald Trump Uh, violated Article 14, Section 3, and therefore may not serve in office. A judge has a hearing, looks at the impeachment, what it found, what the impeachment the Congress ruled on, looks at the videos of the riots, etc., and says, as anyone would, as all the judges have been saying all along against him, simply says, you may not be on the ballot. Not Also, the Republicans are not going to want him on the ballot. Everyone will be on the side of keeping him off the ballot. The Republicans you were talking about, the other 10 Republicans that don't want that circus and they're not going to win if he's on the ballot, they'll keep him off. There'll be states that won't put it on their their ballot. 
New York State would say, or l- let's say uh, Michigan, a state you would need, or Georgia. They'll just say, you can't be on the ballot this year. Any state that has a favorite son running from that state will, will say, no, I'm not going to put him on the ballot. He won't get on the ballot in Florida. Rubio won't want him on the ballot. Uh, you know, all these people that are running, Ted Cruz won't want him on the ballot in Texas. But anyway, any citizen is going to say, you're not qualified to run. So what I'm saying is, even though the impeachment had political impact last year, when there was still time to get him removed from office, this time it has no, it has no political relevance. The only relevance it has, it's important for our country to make a statement that this will forever be a behavior we won't tolerate. But beyond that, the fear of Trump coming back, I'm telling you, he can hold his rallies, but he's not coming back in political office in the United States of America. Boom. So never then, mind. The, oh, go ahead. So, like, what's what in your opinion, Jerry? What is next for him? Where does he go? Does he flee? Does he stay in the cut? Like Florida doesn't well, want him. Yeah, it, like I doubt. Yeah, what does he do? <laughs> well, I think what's more likely, and we'll know by the time people hear this, I guess. But I think in the next week he may try to pardon. Well, I think he'll certainly try to, he'll pardon his kids. Yeah. And there's no way to stop that. He may even pardon some of these insurrectionists, though he might decide politically that's not wise. Um, but I think he'll, the next stage is he sits by while defending himself from all the prosecutions that are going to come about. There are attorneys around team. the country, not to mention Washington, D.C., as Gene made reference to last week, you know, the fact that they may want to become a state. They're the district attorney in Washington, D.C., which was directly affected by the assault, the attack last week. They can't wait <laughs> to get the go ahead. Yeah. And there's no reason not to have the go ahead as soon as he's out of office. There's no argument anymore, yeah. period. And so I think he the next thing he does is goes to Mar-a-Lago. And he uh, uh, he gets in touch and, you know, and he has a meeting with all his attorneys. He's going to be in court for a long, long time. I don't even think I thought a couple of weeks ago that his goal was to start his own media network. I don't think he can do that anymore. Poison. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't I think it's poison. Who's going to want to buy commercials on that? What you know, who's going to want to invest in that? You got to be crazy to it. You know, people don't want to touch. He's toxic. He's toxic. I, I don't know specifically what he can do anymore. He's going you know, to be a very I, unhappy man. I think if he uh, pardons himself, and he's going to be very tempted to do that because he's in so much more trouble. And in one week, God, who would have thought, <laughs> literally destroyed his own brand and destroyed his legacy. I'm hearing the most conservative mouthpieces say that. I've heard them say the same thing I would say, which is well, he literally destroyed his legacy. Mm-hmm. He's, he, he's done everything to himself because he's <clears throat> he's uh, not a human of any real substance. He just isn't. He doesn't have character. He doesn't have intellect. And it's, it's all self-inflicted. But if he pardons himself, I wouldn't be surprised if that angered 
his supporters so much, and I'm, I'm really talking about senators, that it might bring him far closer to a conviction in the Senate simply because he did that. They would see that you think? as so, so weeny. Uh, oh, yeah. And by the way, Jerry, I, I, I'm going to argue just for a moment the other side of what you were saying. I agree. I, I didn't know. And this is why we love to pick your brain. I wasn't so clear on the details of the 14th Amendment that would allow for what you just described, this, this thing of using his conviction uh, in, in the House to, to take that to a court, the kind of blocking from getting on the ballot. And I agree with you that the other, his uh, competitors, that field of 10 to 15 people are, are going to be arguing at that point, because you'd like to think in three years, here's the unknown, in three years, will the Trump base uh, hold together in a way that will make hmm. those 14 competitors, let's say it's a 15 person field for president presidential nomination on the Republican side, that that everybody will run scared as they have been running scared, the Ted Cruz's of the world. But if he ran and if he won the nomination and if he can't be legally blocked, I think that that we Democrats should welcome the hell out of that. Because I also agree with you, there is, I know we said there's no way he would get elected the first time. We were dead wrong. And by that's on us. We yeah. were wrong. Yep. And we said it on these airwaves. We said, there's no way he will get elected. And he proved us wrong. So we always have to be careful about that. Sure. Because he's such yep. a freaking wild card. But if he got nominated... I think he would be utter an utter weakling as a nominee because I don't think he can get out from under this cloud in three and a half years. I don't think he ever will. Ever. I mean, ever. These, you're right. These videos aren't going away. No, they don't can you away. imagine? They would be in commercial. every commercial. Yeah, they would be in every, every commercial. They, they would be. You could you could link these together. Uh, even I could do the editing on that and put together a commercial. Be like, oh, and by what? the way. They'll be in every commercial against Steve Shabbat, mm -hmm. a, a Republican congressman in yeah. Cincinnati. There'll be every senator that voted that uh, voted saying it was uh, a lie. A stolen, All the senators yeah. and congressmen that still voted after Trump did what he did. Yeah. They're going to show that video. I'm, I think they're all going to pay a price. Well, you yeah, said it in the last was... podcast, like he's a loser. He is a loser. Yeah. And anyone associated with him is a loser like that just it's going to follow them we just need to keep saying this that election was no that election wasn't stolen nope. people can't get over how yeah. unpopular he was you got to deal with it we didn't have to cheat to beat that dip ass <laughs> we didn't have to we didn't need any cheating hey by the way one other big story of the week huge story and it relates to all this and oh it, my god does it relate to it and that is all the social media giants yeah who are private companies and remember how republicans all said well if this bakery in minnesota doesn't want to make a cake for a gay couple who wants to get married that's a yeah. private company and yep. they can do what they want that has nothing to do with free speech protection that's a private company. Well, boy, they got to choke this down. These are yeah. private companies. 
that can say we're not in on this. So anyway, so he's been kicked off all the social media. So here we sit tonight on the 13th of January and Donald Trump has been impeached for the second time and he has no way and the way that he likes to do it, he does have a way. He's walk out to right a, there in the White House. He could go speak. Yeah, walk out to a bank of microphones in an office that exists, you're right, Megan, in the White House, a press office, and stand up and say whatever the hell you want and let everybody, you know, you go out and not take questions, make you look like a weakling. But anyway, but he doesn't have what he wants to no. have so he can sit in his bathroom or lie on his bed pillow yeah. and dash out stuff. So anyway, He's I just done. wanted to make the point that, you know, when Twitter and Amazon says you don't get our uh, server space and when Facebook and, you know, all of these Parler. entities par and and. and Parlor comes down off of Amazon because Parlor wasn't self-policing in any fashion yep. and bad stuff was going up there unchallenged. So, uh, it, you know, anyway, I just thought we should note that that is not a free speech violation. Those are just, oh, not at just all. companies. They're just companies. A hundred percent right. I'll tell you, I mean, Trump's gone. If we have to make a prediction, on the future of the Republican Party, which is a question in itself. What well, you know, yeah. how does it really recover? Its brand is horrible right now. Mm -hmm. But I yep. think the, the superstar might well be uh, Lynn Cheney. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, look, I don't like her politics. You know, obviously they're different. But I, I can never say that she doesn't have integrity. I mean, she yes. had guts. I mean, she, yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it, when you read that statement, yeah. I mean, she's been saying it all along. And when you read that statement, it wasn't a politically correct statement, you know, to kind of not anger Republicans. She said it like she was a judge mm -hmm. yeah. and saying, this is it. This man has no, you know, in other words, she was offended by what it did to the integrity of the White House. Now, ignoring her bloodlines, uh, she she is someone for the Republicans to look at, because if she ever ran, she's clean as can be. Absolutely. You won't be tainted by any of this. Any You're of dead it. right, Jerry. And she's from Wyoming. Yeah. Uh, and, and the guts that it took was that, you know, she went back home to Wyoming. She's really a, a Washington, D.C. woman. Yeah. But she went back to Wyoming and, and she, she got elected. Uh, the vast, vast majority of the tiny bunch of people who live in Wyoming, they only have one congressperson because it's yeah. such a tiny population state. But uh, they all would be against her on the position she took. Yeah, they, they would all be against her. But A, she either said, it's principle, I don't care, I'll take my whipping. Or she said, ah, they'll forget about it by the time I'm up for election next. Or she said, I'll run for president. And this sets me up perfectly. Because remember this, I'm going to throw in one other thing about Liz Cheney. I agree 100% with you. She, and you referenced the bloodline, she's the daughter of Dick Cheney. He was the vice president of George W. Bush. 
Donald Trump has reamed George W. Bush for four years. George W. Bush has openly hated on Donald Trump and Dick Cheney is loyal to George W. Bush. So when Liz Cheney took the position that she did, it was completely in character to her bloodline, as you put it. Yes. So it wasn't a shock. It wasn't a shock if you if you knew what I just said, and a lot of people do. A lot of people right. don't. But the guts, the guts. I that agree. She's going to come I, down on the right side of history. Is that that's all there is? I agree. It. And, and yeah. I had the same visceral response when she did it, without talking to you guys. Yeah. To because you guys are always the ones that kind of make me think like you, and you know, oh, we got to hear this, Gene, and then I <laughs> shut up, and then I stuff my own views down my throat and gag on them. All Jerry and Megan say this, but before I even talk to you guys to have you beat up on me, my visceral response was, "That's impressive." Yeah. What she did, that's impressive. And I give her, and I, you know, she was sitting here. I'd look her right in the eye and say, just what you said, Jerry. I have pretty much hated your ideas for as long as I've known you of you and your dad. But what you did today, I'm not even gonna, you know, be cynical and say you did it for some political scheme down the line. I th- I was impressed with. I am impressed with what she did. Don't care. It was, and I it think was the message, right. and they needed to hear it. They needed someone from their party, from that bloodline, from that succession, to say, "Knock it off." And she and was she, the voice to do it. Right, and she's number three. She's yeah. the third highest Republican in the uh, in the Congress. Yep. So. Yep. So when you look down the line and, you know, Nikki Haley's been careful to stay out of all of this uh, rather directly. You know, she's pretty much stayed out of the picture. Uh, Cruz has rolled his dice and uh, Holly of of saying uh, maybe using it to try to to uh, curry favor with the the Trump base. But I think uh, Cheney is uh, is is. Yeah, I, I think she this. She's played this perfectly, whether she was trying to or not. Yep. And that Holly, man, is there a special place for him? Holy crap. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah, it comes out of nowhere. He, you know what? He goes ahead of me in line. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, he just, and that's he just pushed me. Yeah, further. <laughs> oh, man. I'm hoping by the time I get there, there are no more apartments left in hell. But <laughs> yeah, just right. Lakefront fire, lakefront property. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, by the way, just a piece uh, of work. One other, one other thing we should also, since on during this episode, we're trying to kind of note on January 13th the events that are sort of flying all around us, and here's one more: the uh, threat of violence coming from. Uh, the highest place sources, uh, meaning FBI and you know Homeland Security, yeah. et cetera, potentially coming to uh, state houses, uh, 50 of them across the country and the Capitol. Yeah. I heard an interview today with a uh, woman from uh, a, a the, the new a, a new Republican House. Uh, member who was just sworn in the other day of saying, I don't think I'm going to uh, Biden's inauguration. And I am more than willing to be there. He is the next president. It has nothing to do with politics. But she says, I'm afraid to go. So 
God, do we actually think on the 17th of Jan of uh, January through the 20th, which is what the threat bracket is? Yeah. Do we think there, and I don't want us to be saying anything that, you know, causes anything, but it's, it's scary. Let's just put it this way. It's scary to think we're being warned no. more specifically, Megan and Jerry, than we have ever been on foreign terrorism. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. We have never been warned this specifically. Sure. We have never seen uh, military sleeping in the halls of Congress as we did last night. Was that crazy? Holy cow, was yeah. that crazy? My God. And, 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 and here's an, another example of Republicans not learning. This afternoon, as Republicans, some Republicans, I say some, not all, were going into the Congress to vote on the impeachment. They, under the rules of the Congress now, they have to go, well, they have to go through a metal detector. And the, certain Republicans were carrying their guns and refused to go through the metal detector and went around it. These are the Capitol Police that are trying to, you know, and they pushed by the Capitol Police, mocking them and saying, try to stop me. And they took their guns and they went on the floor of Congress. These. It's insane. It's jackass is the word you're looking for, Jerry. Jackass. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Oh man! All right, all right. Well, we <laughs> well next week we'll air, air this all out. <laughs> and again, uh, to you, our listeners, we thank you very much. Uh, let's wave the Facebook Live people. How you guys doing? We appreciate you guys thank tuning you guys. in as it's happening. And uh, next week's the inaugural. Yep. Next and Wednesday, a week from next today. Next week is the inauguration, and that's a big deal. And we'll be covering that down the line at uh, you know future episodes, obviously. And all these e events, uh, we're gonna not. We don't have a musical guest tonight. That was on purpose, and we're simply gonna say this: Casey Campbell, please take us out on down by the riverside because one thing this country needs is. Uh, Study war no more. Let's have some peace. See y'all. Hey guys. I'm gonna lay down my heavy load down by the riverside. All right, down by the riverside. Down by the riverside. We're gonna lay down our heavy
Beatles tunes and tomfoolery. Recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song, and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com.